0: everyone! I hope you all are doing very well and had a lovely week. I'm so excited because today we have a very special guest joining us. She's a fashion and lifestyle content creator on Instagram with an amazing YouTube channel. If you're into Desi aesthetics, then she's probably on your mood board. We're delighted to have her join our Mistakes in the Making family because she's bold, beautiful and unabashedly herself. Welcome to the podcast, Betty.
1: <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Of course, you already know. I got love for both of you. And I always listen to the podcast. Actually, this last week I've been listening to it too. And yeah, I'm just excited to be here. So thank you for having me. And I look forward to our conversation, as always. I love going back and forth with you on emails and rescheduling our interview every week. <laughs> <laughs> know 10 a.m i'm just i'm a mess <laughs> but thank you for dealing with me
2: yeah, of course and well you're not a mess at all and first off i gotta start with this congratulations on your forever 21 campaign you she <laughs> made it to times square on an actual <laughs> billboard and you know what the best thing about it is
1: what I get to represent my Daisy girls.
2: We love that. <laughs> and honestly, thank you for that. Thank you for the brown girl representation. Um, we always need a bit of that. Yes. I think you did us proud and the community proud. And not gonna lie this is like the ultimate flex for any of like the haters or like the lo- kind of people out there because you made it at times square like that's so huge come on now <laughs>
1: what's next i made it to times square baby come on come at me because i honestly didn't know that it was gonna make it to times square i was informed the night before But they told me that it was going up sometime this week, and I didn't know it was going to be the very next day till somebody randomly sent it to me in the DM and was like, "Hey, I was just walking in Times Square and I saw you," and I was like, "Damn, I look good on this billboard. What? what, Why am I not? Why am I not (laughs) in New York? (laughs) Why am (laughs) I not in New York to see this for myself?" So, yeah, I mean, it's like such a big moment for my career, but it still hasn't really sunk in because I'm not there physically, but I'm still trying to celebrate the moment. You know, I have to remind myself. I have to remind myself.
2: So yeah, all of us saw it, and we all—I don't know—Zara and I spoke right after, and we just felt so proud Aww. to see like a
0: fellow brown girl up there. And we were like, we know her, we've spoken <laughs> to her. Aww. If I'm gonna be real, my exact words were, "That's so fucking cool."
1: <laughs> I love that because I don't think I've I've seen that type of representation in Times Square for a, mm-hmm. for a South Asian woman ever so absolutely very cool yeah. just trying to soak in the moment and enjoy my life and just see what's next for me i think that's am. yes I'm at. and you know what i'm gonna say this because mm-hmm. this is a brown girl podcast but really like as a desi woman i feel like not even just as a desi woman i feel like in, as a desi in general we're never truly allowed to soak in our success because we always focus on what's next and yeah. I think my friends have been a constant reminder during this time to be like, no, you need to fly out, even though I didn't fly out because of COVID. But they were just like, no, you need to, like, really appreciate this moment and take this moment in, because as a brown person, it's just like, it's, it, it's almost that feeling of never being good enough, you know, because you're like, what's next? What's next? What can I do better? Um, And I think that there's really no finish line with us. Like you really have to take in the achievements as they go because I think we've just been conditioned to believe that what's next is better, but like if everything's better, then what is the best,
2: you know? That's so well said. And I completely agree. I think that conditioning is something that our community really needs to unlearn. Right. So we can just like stop for a moment, enjoy what we've achieved, be proud of ourselves, especially when it's something we worked so hard for. And I'm so glad your friends were there for you to do that. But a lot of people, I guess, don't have that support. And, you know, it's a lot of pressure that's so needed.
1: Especially as a brown woman. It's like, what is the best? Like, okay, even if I get into, like, the school of my family's dreams, it's not going to be good enough. If I get married, it's Mm -hmm. not going to be good enough. If I have kids, it's not going to be good enough. So what is going to be good enough? So I think... Just as South Asians, we have to remind ourselves and we have to be proud of ourselves because there's just a lot of conditioning behind that. So, you know, I'm enjoying my moment. Oh, I couldn't agree more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like you really need to like savor the good stuff. One thing that I really admire about you is that you really put yourself out there. Like even when I saw the billboard, I was I didn't see you as like a model. I saw you as a person. You uh-huh. always are so true to yourself, even when you're like on the job. It was Forever 21, but it was also absolutely just you out there. It was
1: also Billboard Bitty
0: Baby. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, how tall was that? How tall was the billboard, honestly? That seems insane. You I posted a photo of you next to it, and I was like, oh my God, that's like 50 feet tall. That's insane. <laughs> But I'm sure, you know, with so much success as a brown girl, there's, of course, a little bit of hate here and there. It's just unavoidable. Yeah. And sometimes I feel when you're a person of color that hate can sometimes be amplified. Um, I definitely am nervous about putting myself out there. So how are you so unabashedly yourself when the internet can be a bit of a toxic place? I feel like... (laughs) Of course, with my Times Square billboard
1: now, nobody has shit to say to me, <laughs> but they still do. I feel like I've just always been the topic of discussion in my family. So by all means, please continue talking about me because I live for it. But a lot of like the hate, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the hate does come from see women But I think it's maybe because, yes, and I think it's like they see men and they see women. But I feel like it's maybe because we've been oppressed of like expressing ourselves, Uh being in a Desi household and having certain rules placed on us. And just like the criticism runs so deep in our community, like even when we see a Desi actress or an actor who's very successful, our first instinct is like to criticize them. Um, and then it's just like, I don't know, it's just so deeply rooted, it's crazy. It's just conditioning. And then when they see men, it's like, you know, I I couldn't care for a straight man's opinion because, (laughs) you know, they probably just jack off to my content later. So I'm not like, (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm not pressed about what a man Mm -hmm. has to say about a woman because their opinion is wrong Always so mm-hmm.
2: i completely agree um and especially for a lot of desi men out there who hold very unrealistic expectations of what it is to be a woman i feel like a lot of times like you're not gonna be women enough for them whatever women means to them you know not pure enough not desi enough not cultured enough i don't true. know like they can do anything
1: they want yet they want pure innocent virgin women it's like get over
0: yourself this is 2021, baby. We're doing it different. Get with the program. Yeah. Also, I mean, I don't think you're doing things right if you're not getting any hate. Like, to Girl. be yourself is to be controversial, if you think about it. Come on now.
1: Greatness did not come from asking for permission. Let's be real. Like, everybody who has been successful has always broken the rules or tried to bend mm-hmm. them in some way, somehow. Even you guys hosting this podcast, it's like, Two desi women having a podcast. Like I'm sure people talk about you all the time, you know. But it's it's something that you guys have just done together
2: and been brave enough to do together. Because I'm sure there was a lot of hesitation before this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it would be super easy to say that you know you're no one until you're talked about, but yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I think the only daunting thing for us initially when we started was you know what will people say if we're really going to be honest and put our opinions and thoughts out there um you know are people going to judge us, and I think we really had to learn how to let that go, and I think that's a question for you as well, you know. Creative people need to be able to let go of that fear if they really want to be themselves. So I guess I'd want to ask you, how was that journey for you when you were starting? Definitely burner
1: accounts that I'm pretty sure were aunties, like I already know. Uh... Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think like trolls online don't faze me because nobody would come up to the street, come up to me on the street or... Even come up to me at a kitty party and say that shit mm-hmm. to my face because they know. They know what it is with me. They know I'm going to fire right back at them. I think also mm. aunties and just people of the older generation think they can disrespect you because in their eyes, you're still a child. And even if you rebuttal, it's considered battamese, which mm-hmm. is like... It's not the case. If you're disrespecting me, like, you, you better be ready what's coming for you because I'm pretty sure, first of all, I'm pretty sure your kids are 10 times worse. So focus on your own ch- children. And also, like, who are, you to, who, who are you to tell me who I am? Um, mind your own yeah. business. And a lot of the trolls online, they're just private accounts or, like, their profile pictures are just cartoons. And I'm not about to argue with a cartoon on the
0: internet oh that's like something that I have had to like learn the hard way but um have you ever clapped back at a troll because sometimes I'm sure they get like annoying and everyone has that day where they're just like okay I'm gonna tell you what I think
1: you know I have but um even though they've like apologized to me Wait, they apologized? Wait, could you tell us what happened? Yes. So I can't remember the exact details, but I will say this. A lot of the time when somebody tries to speak to you negatively on the internet, it's mainly to get your attention. And they'll be like, oh my God, you responded to my comment. Or, oh my God, like, really, I got to you? Like, as if they feel empowered. So I try not to clap back because... There's really no point in arguing with anybody over the internet. Like I said, I yeah. don't deal with haters. I let them deal with themselves and be miserable and suffer in their on Because that's all it is. It's like, you
0: can't do this and that's why you're hating on me. Mm-hmm. True. It's very so difficult true. to like put yourself out there in the way that you do. And it takes a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um. But like, I just wanted to know, have you always had this kind of confidence since you were a kid? Or is it something that you've developed the more you've posted on Instagram?
1: Oh, girl, you don't even want to know. I used to get in trouble. (laughs) I've been getting in trouble since I was maybe even 10 years old. I mean, I think in our culture, it's well, not even in our culture. I just get I, I think women in general get sexualized at such a young age. And Mm -hmm, it was just nitpicking for all the wrong things where I was wearing like a spaghetti top or I was wearing, wearing shorts or I was wearing, I don't know, my mom's makeup even. But I think I've just been very outspoken and outgoing literally my whole life. And I've always gone against the grain. So I have extremely supportive parents who, yeah, like, We've had uncomfortable conversations, and to this day, we still have uncomfortable conversations and hiccups, but they do come from a place of understanding and learning themselves, especially with like this whole new world of the internet. So, they try to, you know, support me, and I always try to remind myself that I'm not doing it just for myself, but I'm doing it for the whole community of Desi women who feel like. They've been misrepresented by the media and their own society because, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, a lot of young women in my DMs, you know, they don't really know who they are because of, like, the traumas they've suffered, the responsibilities that their family have put on them, and just, like, everything that they've had to endure as Desi women or just women in general. Mm. So... Yeah, yeah. I've always had like this, I don't know, my. I've always been the black sheep of my family or the brown sheep, rather.
2: We love a brown sheep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the brownest sheep of my family. And I think everybody's always known that because I've always done things differently. I, I, I've always said what's on my mind. And mm-hmm. I think that's why my family, my extended family, rather, they know not to fuck with me. <laughs> Because, it's, <laughs> because i don't know i mean there's only so much they can say and it just feels good to prove them wrong with a times square billboard and just keep doing what i'm doing because this is just the beginning you know i
0: honestly love what yeah. you just said like this times square billboard is like the ultimate <laughs> fuck you to yeah. all the haters <laughs> You made it. Right. It's like,
1: what's next? What's next? Um, Because there's only so much you can talk shit about, especially when I got my face like in Times Square. You can't beat that. With a bindi on and a massive brain. (laughs) Amazing.
2: I love that. Um, But you know, you said a few really important things about, you know, you talking to your parents and family. And I think that really represents, you know, us as a generation and community learning to unlearn these inherently very toxic traits. Yeah. Especially with, um, like you said, a lot of brown women. um, I feel like you know there's a lot of internalized sexism because of this internalized oppression uh mm-hmm. but you know what would you say to these women in your dms or just any women out there who feel stuck in this cycle of hurt and hate and i guess who would want to unlearn and do better it's it's so difficult giving advice in that sense because
1: I understand everybody has a different upbringing. It's the same, but it's different, you know? You never really know what somebody is going through behind closed doors. But I think one takeaway, for me especially, is just unlearning that it's not our fault. Like, it's not a woman's fault. And I've given you guys this example before. But, like, we, as women, have always been conditioned to believe it's our fault, be embarrassed of our ourselves our body be shameful be embarrassed even and it's like Mm -hmm. deeply rooted in misogyny in our community so absolutely it's just ingrained in us as south asian women or even women in general that everything we do and every move that we make is like you know a direct infliction on our family's honor And it's always about it's always about like our family name, like withholding the family name. It's such a high standard. Um, And I think that breeds a lot of fear and hatred for ourselves. And, you know, you're having a party at home and you're serving the guest and your shirt slips down and your bra straps are showing. And it's like a moment of embarrassment at Mm -hmm. such a young age because I don't know if your mom's staring at you hella hard to like fix your shirt or,
0: you know, (laughs) PTSD hitting me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or like somebody says something, but we've all been there and it's like, you're just taught to feel such shame and embarrassment at such a young age and it carries throughout your life unless you physically do the work to unlearn it and know that it's not your fault. And by the way, I am all for women empowerment, as you know. And I feel like a woman, I feel like women in general can be empowered wearing clothes or taking her clothes off, Mm. wearing makeup, not Mm -hmm. wearing makeup, wearing your hair up, wearing your hair down. I believe that you can feel empowered any way that you want. And the slut shaming needs to stop. Okay. It honestly does.
2: Yes.
0: We need to teach. We need to teach our men how to respect women.
2: We do. Period.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't Mm -hmm. agree more. It's just so insane. Because, like, when I see your Instagram page... I see a creative person. I see someone who has a beautiful eye for details and aesthetics. And then sometimes I go to your comment section and I'm like, wait, why is this like jackass commenting that your bra is showing? And I'm like, this is insane because you create such stunning looks. Like, honestly, Biddy, I have to say this. Like, in like the past two months, you have like upped your Instagram game. <laughs> like two shoots that just like <laughs> i can't get over the shoot where it it's you oh god in the desert with a braid that's like six feet long with a steel mannequin and it just looks amazing guys you got to check out on instagram at biddy and then also there was another one which i just i couldn't get over it was you uh it uh-huh. was a valentine's day shoot you were wearing white lingerie And you were just... Yeah, and you were, like, on a Harley Davidson. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Everyone, stop the podcast and, like, go check her out on Instagram. It's honestly crazy. Please, yes. (laughs) Let's do a quick detour. Were you, like, nervous when you were on a bike, not really holding on to anything (laughs) and, like, living your life? What was going on in that shoot? (laughs) Listen, baby. I had to fake it till I make
1: it. Okay? So... Okay, it's funny because I remember like in India, I used to be on the back of mopeds, but this was a Harley Davidson. This was not no regular Honda moped, okay?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it was a thrill. I live for a thrill. I was a little, a little fearful, a little scared because it is LA and LA, like the traffic is hella terrible, Um, but so is India. So I don't know why I just said that, but... <laughs> But I guess we're, I don't know, people are, no, you know what, they're just as reckless in India. I was going to say they're more reckless in LA, (laughs) but they're just as reckless. Um, But yeah, I guess just, I think it's just been one of my dreams to go down Sunset Boulevard. Was it Hollywood Boulevard or was it Sunset Boulevard? I can't remember what the street was, but it's always been one of my dreams to like, jet down there on a motorbike and the fact that I got to do it I think is like another reason why I was like so nervous about it because it's like oh my god it's actually happening and I'm in some fake wedding dress (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a Lana Del Rey music video you know honestly (laughs) like it was great so I was nervous I I faked it till I made it and the shots
0: came out amazing so I'm very happy about that wait how did the shoot come about? Like, how did you conceptualize this? So, me
1: and the photographer, she's amazing. Her name's Claudia. She actually DM'd me, and she was like, I really want to work with you. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And she also, she does the angel wings. So that other Valentine's Day shoot, where oh, I Oh, the was, one with you in the blood? Mm, yeah, Love the killer it. Cupid concept. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, I make wings, like, let's do this concept. I think originally it was a different concept. And then... She texted me and was like, hey, actually, I want to have a biker bay. Like, I want you to have a biker bay in the photo shoot. And we couldn't find a biker for the longest time until somebody DMed her. And then it kind of just came together. And I was like, OK, let me wear a wedding dress. Like, let me put on what? a bindi. Let me do some <laughs> hosiery lingerie Savage X Fenty shit and get it going. So it was very quick. And it just happened in the blink of an eye. Um... And we literally just shot for 30 minutes max.
0: That is insane. Was there ever like a moment where you were were on that bike and you were like, oh, I'm questioning my life decisions. I'm putting my (laughs) life in a stranger's hands for Instagram. (laughs) Yes, there was.
1: But at the same time, he was like teasing me and doing shit on purpose. So I was like, don't Ah. scare me. You're the one with the helmet on. Don't fucking scare me. But... I don't know when I'm shooting I feel I don't feel like anything's gonna happen to me I think it's just like the thrill of being photographed for me like I love it so much that I always feel like it's my safe haven like it's 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 Mm -hmm. safety for me so even though I was on a bike and I was like a little bit scared I was very (laughs) scared actually but I was like it's gonna be okay because you know what these pictures are gonna be fire so, well, I mean, don't worry I really
0: it. like hearing that, <laughs> but I definitely can't relate. Photography is just <laughs> insane and then couple that with like being on a bike. But did you always know that modeling was something that you're interested in? Oh, When I was younger, I like wanted to do modeling so bad, but I just never felt like I fit the part.
1: I think everything's changed now with mm-hmm. um, the sizes mm-hmm. and the different looks that the industry is going for. But, you know, when back in the day... It was like all about skinny legends. You can only be white True. and skinny yeah. and tall. So Victoria Secret shows. Vict- come on now, <laughs> bitty Secret. Okay, so <laughs> so it was like a dead dream almost. Um, mm-hmm. But the way I started my Instagram was actually through a fashion blog, which never really took off. And my friends started taking photos of me and I started posting those photos on Instagram. And then people in the L.A. area, photographers, started reaching out to me thinking I was a model. And I was like, me? Hold on. Am I finessing people into thinking that I'm a model? Me? So I kind of just ran with that for a while. And people genuinely started thinking I was a model. And, you know, on the Internet, you can be anybody you want you know Mm -hmm. you can literally be anybody you want and that's like the beauty and also the ugly side of the internet because like oh i'll tell you this right now insider secret which i'm sure you already know but half the people who have a cute little page and act a certain way they're not like that in real life at all um Mm -hmm.
0: yeah but we've learned that the hard way well there you
2: go there you go we've like
0: beefed with fake influencers (laughs)
1: Well, there you go. That's the beauty of the internet. So I guess I was finessing people for a while that I was a model. And then I was thinking, how can I incorporate this with my fashion blog? Which still never took off, by the way, because I never really... I never got around to doing it because I realized what I really wanted to do was create visuals with myself in them. Uh. So I don't know if that was... I guess it's like half modeling, half designing sets and producing just creating visuals
2: I mean it's it's art I don't think you have to like put it into a box you know right I think it's highly conceptual exactly it's not just fashion not just beauty you know it's just you exactly
1: so that's what happened and that's how Biddy was born
0: um I know that you're on everyone's mood board basically um, <laughs> I better be and I know when
1: I see some content When I see content, I'm like, "Mm -hmm." she was inspired. She don't want to tag me, but I know she was inspired.
0: (laughs) But who's on your mood board? Who's like the Desi people that you love to see on Instagram? The Desi people that I love to see on Instagram. Honestly, it's just
1: regular people who are, in my eyes, extraordinary, like yourselves. Just people who are badass and like don't give a fuck about what anybody has to say and just wants to do themselves and wants to share their gift with the world, whether it's creativity, whether it's podcasts, whether it's educating people on taboo subjects in, within our community, you know, like sexism, Mm. racism, misogyny, colorism, therapy, mental health, whatever it may be. I feel like those people just inspire me because It's really badass to stand up for yourself. And educating is also badass because I feel like we always need a teacher around.
2: Also, question. Uh, Yes. You know, Zara and I moved away from home to study in the West. And I think that was the first time we were really made to confront our brownness. And it was pretty daunting at first, you know wanting to fit in and I think that was a lot of code switching and Mm -hmm. I know you've grown up in Hong Kong and you've moved to LA now so I guess I wanted to ask you if code switching was really a part of your experience um okay so code switching for me is like
1: a second language definitely just growing up in Hong Kong going to a British school then moving to Mm. the states I'm also by law i'm chinese if y'all didn't know my passport says i'm chinese ah. so okay. my nationality is chinese i have a chinese name um i used to have an mm-hmm. indian passport you know i was hindustani once in my life but Hindustani. <laughs> 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 okay oh
2: my god yes
0: i love you for saying that don't let
1: me drop don't let me drop Shah khan references
0: no, but no matter what your passport says, you're definitely desi and it's all like fuck the passport, it's all about your spice tolerance. That's oh what redefines really you as a masala biryani the other day. Don't don't talk to me about
1: spice tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> but I think code switching is just so natural to me because I've experienced so many different things from both the western lens and the eastern lens and It really just depends who I'm around. I'll start speaking differently. I'll start acting differently. And I think those are just identities that I've picked up as a third culture kid. And I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody has a say in that because you're not a first gen. You're not a third culture kid. You're not an international student. You're not a child of an immigrant. You don't have an identity crisis. So I think people always want to put you in a box to understand you better because they're uncomfortable with who you are and they've never experienced Mm -hmm. someone like me who is all of those things. Um, So they don't have a say in what I am. Like, I'm not trying to be white. I'm not trying to be black. I'm just trying to be me. And I think people love to invalidate my experience based on their own, which is very narrow-minded um, because the portrayal of Desi women, especially in the media, is what people think a Desi woman is when it really isn't. Mm. Um, and I've just experienced so many different people in so many different cultures. Like, I was born and raised in Hong Kong, went to a British school where my friendship group was a mixture of people, a mixture of races, a mixture of cultures. We always, we had a, a week in school called Cultural Evening Cultural oh. Week, yeah. Where we used to celebrate different cultures every day. So I think as a kid, I danced in the American section, obviously. And I think we danced to like a Chris Brown. Song. <laughs> 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 but I also danced I also danced on the volley evening. So mm. you know. I actually I actually interrupted somebody else's dance and I like Dance-bombed them. I'll send you guys pictures later. <laughs> you pulled off a Kanye West. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> um, but it was so funny. And it's just all of those experiences who... The experiences just make me who I am today, basically. And I don't yeah. think anybody mm-hmm. has a say in what I am because they've never experienced that. And it's so narrow-minded, especially with... Uh, I don't know if... Was it Zara? Did you go to Berkeley, Zara? Was it yep. you? Yeah. So I think you can back me up on this, but I feel like Americans are very ignorant and they yes. <laughs> And they point fingers very quickly and they always think they're right, but they don't know shit about South Asian culture. They only they really know don't. They mm-hmm. only know what they've seen and it's like you can only see so much in Fremont, California. Come on now. Like
0: <laughs> you True. know,
1: um True. So even when people hire me for photo shoots and stuff, they always expect me to wear a sari and a bindi. And I'm like, that's not me.
2: That's uh, that's oh only a part of me. Do you ever get like those people that are like, oh, my God, you look so much like Priyanka Chopra or like <laughs> Lily Singh? Because they have like, Don't that's the only Indian they've me. seen.
1: Do not start with me, Ash. Do not. <laughs> Not Priyanka Chopra, even though she's. I mean, Lily Singh and Priyanka Chopra are both gorgeous, but I feel like I get the Lily Singh much more. Um, I don't know. Do I look Punjabi? I don't know. I don't know. But Lily Singh is beautiful in her own way. Sometimes I see it because of just how we're both so animated in our expressions. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't see it.
0: No, we don't all look the same. <laughs> It's probably because that's their only point of reference for Indian women, which is so ridiculous. For Indian women in comedy. Yeah. True. You know, on a commercial oh level. So, uh, yeah. But honestly, though, that's not like the worst compliment. Like, look at how many subs she has. That's insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is she still doing her vlog thing? Because I haven't checked her yeah, her channel. Yeah, she is. But... Her
0: vlog is like doing better than her like late night TV show. You know what? Actually, I did check
1: in with her late night show. And I'll tell you right now off the bat, it's much better than the first season. And I think it's because she's incorporated her own. But also, Mm. also,
0: I did hear that she has hired South Asian writers this season. Love that. Honestly. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that makes all the difference. Like literally, the writers room is a direct representation of what the show is. Right. It's not Mm -hmm. just like the host anyways we've spoken about a lot of things so I kind of wanted to wrap it up and ask you one last question that we've asked some of our other guests but have you ever had like an I made it moment when you realized that you could be a full-time creative baby when I started getting in my bag that's when I knew (laughs) when I got that
1: billboard that's when I knew um there's just been a lot of I'll say this being a freelance creative you're always going to have your ups and downs there's always going to be on and off days in any Mm -hmm. field in any freelance field um but my I made it moment was for sure my Times square billboard recently as y'all know Mm -hmm. because I've been boasting about it this whole podcast which I feel like I have a right to (laughs) of
0: course you do yes (laughs) I mean now when you like step into those like influencer parties you can be like I have a billboard because usually it's always like oh (laughs) like sub count follow account but billboard (laughs) trumps it all
1: yeah I mean for me that billboard is just defines like how proud I am to be desi and I think Mm -hmm. there's so many different types of desis there's so many different stories to be told that Haven't been told yet, unfortunately, which is why you go on social media and you look up to people like me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's just, you know, gravitating towards a curated feed more than the commercial media and TV shows because there's no portrayal of Desis like us just yet. There will be soon, fingers crossed. But I think people are starting to realize that there's definitely an ever evolving essence of our culture recently and there's an evolution mm. that is happening and i think it's very evident with the new generation and me being on the times square billboard thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> like our parents hold on to mm. our parents hold on to you know the traditional values and that's fine but Just the South Asian culture is ever evolving. I don't think it's ever been stagnant. I think throughout the years, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we have continuously seen developments. And I think if you go on an app like TikTok, you'll see people you relate to instead of turning on your TV because those stories haven't been told yet
2: on a commercial level. Absolutely absolutely and honestly we can't wait to see your evolution and the story you tell I mean we're here we're always gonna stay tuned oh girl give
1: me another episode keep doing you
2: (laughs) (laughs) honestly next year this time are you free we'd love to have you on girl
1: you already know you just hit me up on the email I'll reschedule (laughs) every day for the next three weeks till we get it right and (laughs) We'll make it happen. I love
0: that. Well, it's been wonderful chatting with you. Truly. It's been so nice having you on the podcast. And we can't wait to see what you have coming next. I mean, Mm -hmm. your past photo shoots have been like amazing. I can't wait to see what's coming up. I know that you must have so much because you're always so busy creating content. But um, to all our listeners, where can they find you on social media? At Biddy on Instagram,
1: at Biddy, on TikTok, at Biddy, on Twitter, if you want to hear me talking shit, and slash Biddy on YouTube, I think. If you want to see me cook Maggie noodles and just <laughs> fail miserably in the kitchen and beat my face and do everything else in video format, that's where you can find me.
0: She can do everything. <laughs> I do it all, baby. <laughs> she has like an amazing series where she exposes family tea. It's honestly so <laughs> juicy, and I know all of us Dacy's love to hear some nice gossip, even if we don't know who, it's, who it is. Like you know,
2: yeah.
0: we're still Dacy's at the end of the day. We love upshot, <laughs> so bring it on. So please go follow her on all her social media platforms. Thank you so much for being with us this week. Thank you, guys. Thank you.